Welcome to The Open Bell, a podcast for trumpet players, by trumpet players, and a cornet guy. I'm your host, Bill Stoneman, and I'm joined by my good friends and fellow trumpet geeks, Brian Appleby Weinberg, and the fanatical freak of trumpet himself, Joey Tartell. This episode of The Open Bell is brought to you by the World Trumpet Federation. You know, starting an entire federation isn't easy, but we thought it was important that you, our trumpet-playing friends and colleagues, had a source for the truth about trumpet. Home to the Open Bell podcast, as well as some other stuff to occupy your trumpet mind, www.worldtrumpetfederation.com is a place you can go for free to get your trumpet fix. And the stuff can really help your teaching and playing. More than just a source for the brightest pink hoodies in the world, the WTF is home to the Open Bell podcast and much, much more. When you need some inspiration about the trumpet or maybe just a good laugh, head on over to worldtrumpetfederation.com and look around a bit. We can make your trumpeting life better in every way. And seriously, if you want one of the new bright pink WTF hoodies, let us know. They're now available for purchase. Inquire at worldtrumpetfederation at gmail.com to get yours today. And by Dylan Music. You need a horn? Dylan Music. You need a case? Dylan Music. You need accessories? You need accessories? Dylan Music. In fact, if you need anything at all that is trumpet-related or trumpet-adjacent, just go to www.dylanmusic.com or call 732-634-3399 and talk to Jim McCombs or Perry Sutton. Either way, you're going to find the best deals, the biggest inventory, and a very helpful staff ready to guide you to the gear that is right for you. And remember, if you use the code OPENBELL5 when you shop at Dylan's, you can get 5% off all your accessories. Dylan Music, musicians helping musicians since 1992. The Open Bell Podcast is comprised of three segments, warming up a couple things, and no offense, we use these segments to finesse, finagle, and file information that we believe is firmly fixated on furthering the career of fancy trumpeters. Gentlemen, shall we? Uh, I'd love to hear you warm up. I just like that you did One a fancy. One of my favorite things. I did a fancy. <laughs> I did. totally did a fancy. I totally did a fancy. <laughs> Each week, Warming Up is brought to you by ChopSaver, that perfect all-natural lip treatment created by the one and only Dan Gosling, a guy that in a way has gone to bat for trumpet players everywhere. And, well, you know, I never got to bat in the major leagues. Uh I would have liked to have that chance. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Just once to stare down a big league conductor, to stare him down, and just as he goes into his wind-up, wink, make him think you know something he doesn't. (laughs) That's what I wish for chance to squint at a hall so big that it hurts your eyes just to look at it to feel the tingling in your arms as you connect with a double c <laughs> that's my wish Rick Kinsella. that's my wish all right doc and is there all enough moonlight ma- all right moonlight yeah. is there enough magic out there right. in the moonlight to make this dream come true i'll tell you where there's some magic in this promo code from dan gosling oh promo code promo code use the promo code bell to get 15% off your order go to www.chopsaver.com today all right brian baseball wannabe our our own moonlight graham right there right. oh my gosh there he is <laughs> wow i did play against a guy who who made it to the bigs uh steve avery used to pitch for the oh, um uh pitch yeah. for the braves among yeah, others yeah pitch for the braves yeah, yeah. i remember wow. steve avery yeah in the yeah. 90s he was part of that lineup with uh maddox and smoltz and avery they were amazed oh, that was yeah, yeah. he beat us in the playoffs pitching, Shocking. shut us out yeah. uh hmm. i think i flew out to center field on him was the only thing i got close to and he also hit two home runs in that game <laughs> 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 You're thinking this guy might go somewhere. He might get somewhere. Yeah, I might. It might be a thing. Sure yeah. enough, it's well. very funny. Yeah, that guy threw the ball hard. <laughs> um, it was ridiculous. Mm. So we just had a fabulous um, three rehearsals with Russell Gray, um, who's originally from Scotland, and uh, he's a conductor the of the oh, Foden's band. Crap. Are we going mm. UK and conductors? Yeah. This is well, outrageous. Well, he's he's also, of course, a cornetist. And Scotland. And Scotland, <laughs> Which yeah. Which makes oh, actually right. better somehow. But. Oh, my gosh. He knows James Gourlay. It was, it was great three rehearsals, super intense. You know, you do five hours with one of these guys. It's like, you know, everybody's chops are on the floor. Um, but it occurs to me that um, he, what he does isn't fancy. Um, and I don't know that... 
you don't know when you're when you're preparing for these when you're contesting something, right, Joey? Mm. Uh, I'm contesting this entire warm-up. That's right. (laughs) That's right. It's not fancy. It's just good old-fashioned hard work. Roll up your sleeves, make the ensemble play together. But he did this really cool exercise. I don't know whether you guys have heard about it before. I thought it was amazing. He made the band um, count to eight. I know it sounds fancy so did, far. Did, could they put their all horns you have down? to do? Well, like, all you have to do their is hands in front of them. <laughs> no conductor. He starts you off. You play on one and eight, then you play on one and seven. You always play on one, and then you change right, and then you end on one. It's fascinating how hard amateurs learn. They have to concentrate to actually play together as an ensemble. I, I would take the word amateurs out of that sentence. <laughs> You don't think pros do it either? <laughs> I think it's hard for Everyone. pros as well. Yes. Yeah. It was it was a fascinating exercise. Um and how much he um his conducting technique, he's obviously clear, he's a great conductor, won lots of competitions and Foden's a great band. Um, but he how much he got out of our way as a conductor and then forced the responsibility of ensemble onto the group. It was very cool. Um and a great it was a great two days of work with him. He's also super nice. He also came in and worked with the university band. He has this sort of an inside-the-circle way of working, um, a way of conceiving of um, where your sound should go for different dynamics. It was uh, it was just a fabulous, a fabulous weekend, just super inspiring and great for this last month of preparation before we go to NABA in April. I love when we talk about conducting on here. <laughs> I'm so angry. So wait a minute. Where is NABA this year? Same, Huntsville, Alabama. Oh, it's back in Huntsville? My hometown. Oh. Not your hometown. <laughs> That's crazy. You were born there. I was born there. We spent about 10 minutes there before my father was transferred out to Albuquerque. Yeah. Wow. To the wow. ABQ. So we're talking Scottish cornet Scottish conductors. Yep. Turned exactly. wagger. Turned oh, wagger. This is the worst. Yeah. Did you show, hey, did you show him your baton? I, I didn't, but... <laughs> Actually, Luke, my student, who we hope is going to go study with Joey, came into the office. He said, can I see the baton? Uh, he see knows. I may have to revoke his admittance. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's interested in the baton. This is yeah. uh, something we got to fix. I can yeah. fix that. I can fix he that in impressed. grad school. So I think, Brian, what you're saying about Russell Gray is that he's a player's conductor. He is definitely a player's conductor. Oh, here we go. Right. Yeah. Uh, just a thing. No, it's, a it's not. That's a thing. what you want to be. No. Yeah. You want to be you a want good be, one. You don't want to be a turtlenecker. You want to be a player's conductor. Oh, my gosh. You know you're a turtlenecker, right? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm an anti-turtlenecker. <laughs> anti-turtlenecker. Right. You guys are both the worst. You're going <laughs> to wag on the concert at ITG, aren't you? It's There is rumor of that, yes. <laughs> there has been rumor of that. Oh, my goodness. Nice. Maybe okay, wagging. sorry. I'm done. All right, Joey, what do you have for us? Get I'm us out of this. this. Back to some trumpet playing. So uh, <laughs> last week was my spring break. Uh, so like, what break? Like any like any you smart person, I I worked the whole week. But the two <laughs> gigs that I had were wildly different. So Monday and Tuesday, as I think you guys know, and I may have shared before, a lot of uh, publishers like to come to Indianapolis and they record the stuff they're about to publish. So on Monday and Tuesday, I was doing um, Carl Fisher middle school concert band music nice yes yeah so you know and it's actually kind of amazing i was there my my colleague john rommel sit right next to me the two of us on the first parts and so we're we play well together we're just sitting there like boom you know it's not technically or musically challenging but it's amazing how how many times we have to go back (laughs) no john (laughs) john has has endless patience for this nothing really bothers him everything rolls right off and he knows i am not quite like that (laughs) So, so he's say, happy he, he'll the just, whole session. He'll just happy. wait and say, man, you think we should ask a note question here? No. <laughs> he's like, hey, um, I don't know if the clarinets, you want to ask if I'm like, John, I'm going to ask uh, if our I balance will, is okay will, at letter D. So um, wait, wait, go ahead. I'll wait. No, no, I'll hold my ahead. question. Uh, have you guys had a chair test in there? Like, who's who's first? You or John? Do you get to challenge something? What's it's going middle on? school. Do you challenge? <laughs> there, there were no challenges this particular time. What was for lunch? So, uh, well, we went out actually. What was for lunch? We went to uh, Japanese Toasted food. cheese and so, tomato soup. <laughs> that's right. Well, it was, it was uh, if, if it were Wednesday when I was growing up in my school district, that's enchilada day. 
Oh, of course. <laughs> Wednesdays wow. were enchiladas. Yeah, actually, in the cafeteria. Yeah, I should say grilled cheese so that everyone understands what I'm talking about because I'm not in the great one for. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, grilled. That was a Friday thing. Yeah. Grilled cheese, tomato soup. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, Wednesday's uh, is a enchilada day. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, so that was Monday, Tuesday. You know, so we didn't I'm, have that in Michigan. I'm, no. I'm, I'm recording middle school concert band music. All right, mm-hmm. one end of the spectrum. And so on Wednesday, I drove out to Cleveland because Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I was playing with the Cleveland Orchestra. In Severance doing, Hall. In, in Severance Hall doing West Side Story, the movie. Uh, <laughs> yes. Wow. So just Whiplash. a little, it's a little, little different. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, on uh, the week I had, uh, Mr. Sachs uh, took the week off and left left oh, the section nice. with me. So I was there with Lyle Steelman, who's the associate playing assistant to me, and uh, Jack Suddy playing second and Mike Miller playing third. Dang. Nice. Dang. And, uh, yeah. It, let me just say, if you haven't heard the Cleveland Orchestra and you're anywhere near, I mean, you're just missing out. You should be there. But uh, the weird play. part of this particular gig is that their hall, their stage is not that big. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, it's an old, old hall. So mm. it's not wide and it's not deep. And West Side Story, it takes a lot of percussion and a full orchestra with saxophones. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I'm uh, kind of in the back row, but, you know, in front of the percussion, but dead center stage so right in front of me is the woodwind section oh yeah now they also don't use screens there because the right. hall is they're like all music is chamber music and we don't bother then it's a small stage we're going to mm. do this right so the principal clarinet walks in front and i'm like hi how you doing um i'll do my best he's like no 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 principal bassoon also walks right in front how you doing today um i'm just like no it's fine very complimentary no vibe everybody was was absolutely delightful wow and, uh, that's and just great. in how small the world is, uh, Rich King, who was principal horn for an awful long time and actually Crazy, chose a couple player. of years uh, to slide down and play the fourth book now, right. which if you know horn, switching my horn to low, low horn is not a thing, and he's done it. Mm. Um, he's amazing. Uh, his wife and I were in the Disney Hall American College Orchestra together. So he's like, oh, I told Julie wow. you were here. We're going to have lunch on Sunday. So yeah. uh, so Sunday I got to reconnect with with Julie. Uh, I, I still think of it as Julie Myers, but Julie King. Uh, <laughs> this one or not had a, a great lunch and, and uh, just kind of talked, you know, caught up after all these years, which is great, just how small the world is over and over and over again. What a That's treat. Great. Who was conducting? Uh, what's his name? A guy named Brett something like that? I don't you know. Doesn't Some guy know. with a baton. There's a guy with a baton. He doesn't. Somebody need to know. waving at the front. I didn't pay any attention. I to. He told me to stand up at the end, and I did it. That's like, wow. That's how, that's how that goes. So, that's all that but, really mattered there. But I, I will tell you, you know, like sitting in that section and getting to play that stuff. I mean, it was just great. So much fun and such a great experience on on every level. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, because yeah. you hardly ever get to play your sea trumpet, so that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. West Side Star, I will drive and beat you senseless with your own sea trumpet. And I will tell you, all three of those guys had their B-flats out, B-flats. ready to go, and, and, great. and just laid waste. So, it, was, it was just a dying right, what, You what didn't B have flats? to fight that fight. You didn't have to yeah. fight that fight. No, no. What B-flats were they playing? Uh, I think they were all playing Bach B-flat trumpet. Bach B-flats. Yeah, Imagine yeah. that, Brian. Weird. Yeah. I know, in, in Cleveland of all places. Yeah, strange, <laughs> so, as you know, Mr. Sachs is a Bach artist and thinks yes. strongly of that. So, <laughs> yeah, but fantastic. Uh, no, it was great. It was a a, a great a great you, hang. No you offense really... to you personally, Brian, and a, and a great musical experience <laughs> as well. Yeah, you've really had quite the year, haven't you? Atlanta, Cleveland, uh-huh. mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, yeah, yeah, uh, Houston. Uh, Houston's been to Houston a while. Was la- yeah. Houston and St. Louis were last year, right? Yeah, it'll come back around. Yeah, they'll miss you. <laughs> it. Yeah, it was good. So yeah, uh, kind of kind of a funny week, you know, to go from middle yeah. school band charts to the Cleveland Orchestra. <laughs> but, great. It was, uh, but a lot of fun, a lot of fun playing all week. Uh, oh. But what, Bill? What do you got for us tonight? Well, you know, the timing of this stuff is a little crazy because I'm actually, I know I'm leaving tonight. You guys are leaving Friday. We're yeah. all on our way to NTC, baby. It's oh, time. Yeah. It's time for the national trumpet competition. Now this airs, I believe, this drops on the morning we're all headed home. Correct. On Tuesday. Yeah. The Tuesday after. So, of course, we'll have to do a follow-up show at some point. But super excited, flying with, uh, taking nine of my students with me. Wow. Playing in the large trumpet ensemble division. Nice. And, uh, yeah, all that's really cool. You're lucky we're not judging that division. 
Yeah, I made sure that there, you were. There is not a group uh, from IU going out. Eight trumpets <coughs> going out, uh, also playing in the large ensemble division. Yep. Yeah. 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 Very, Very exciting. Cool. This is what we do best, though, isn't it, Joey? Judge trumpet players. Judging. Oh, judging others. Yes. I don't even oh. need to. I don't even need to be trumpet players. So, <laughs> of course, this this will all be sorted by the time the whole thing's over. But I, I got to say, lately I've been getting this thing of a few messages about the podcast and all that, and people asking, and it's always kind of the same vibe, which is. Uh, hey, Bill, great job with the podcast. You, Joey, and that other guy are really funny. Yeah, exactly. We're getting a lot of that. So, Brian, yes. I'm hoping that this NTC is when it all turns around for you. No, I'm hoping now, not. You guys pack, you're packing your sweatshirts, right? <laughs> well, I was going to ask this question earlier. Of course, by now it'll be, you know, yeah, past. It'll all be over. But, yeah, yeah. we're bringing of them out. Of course. You, I'm actually, I have been contacted to bring some out for purchase. Oh, oh nice. So I will be oh. delivering some at NTC. Excellent. I didn't think about that. I don't know that I have room in my suitcase for anymore because I, I had to bring books. My suitcase is a little heavy. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a lot lighter on the oh way back. We, we need more help in the office. I shouldn't be doing all this myself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Well, you know, so listen, guys. Uh, episode 120. Landmark. 120. Landmark. It's a landmark episode which calls for a landmark game, and it's time for Joey Jeopardy. Oh, So get those buzzers ready, boys. And I'm here the are the here on. are the categories. Hold on for tonight. Oh, sorry. I'll let you get your buzzer ready first because you're going to want to. Twenty wanna... minutes to find the buzzer. There's Joey. All right, we're ready. No, and Brian. Do you do you have the one that Joey sent you? No. Hey, Brian, why don't you just hold up a mute without stickers on it, and then I'll know <laughs> you would like to answer the question. That's right. That's what we should do. All right. Are you ready for the categories, listeners at home? Get those pens and. Pencils ready. For those playing along at home. For those of you driving along in the car. Exactly. Dr. Moore. <laughs> yeah. Okay. T words, or as Joey would say, towards. 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 These are musical terms that start with T. Towards. <laughs> Next category, express yourself. These are common expressions and famous trumpet players. What? These are common expressions that are used as hints for famous trumpet players. Okay. You'll, you'll figure it out. I'm a little worried about this. No, I think you'll figure it out. I don't think And then, will. of course, I was going to get rid of this category, but Joey likes it so much. The haiku tuku tu is I, I, I do love the haiku tuku tu. And this is a meaningful poetry on a mission, of course. Um, <laughs> then category number four, Stan by your man. Uh, these are facts about trumpet great Stan Mark. Oh, my gosh. Wow, Stan just passed it just a few I months know. ago. Just a few months ago. Okay. I know. Yeah, all right, I won't go in now because I may blow some of the categories. Yeah, here, no, so no, no, right. no, no, no. Yeah, no, okay. not at all. And then finally, uh, a little twist on a regular. This is jazz duets. Great so, players paired with other famous people. So jazz before and after. Jazz duets. All right, before and after. All right, Joey, I'm pretty sure you won the last round. Where would you I, like to start? There's no definitely, way he won the last round. I definitely round. think I, I won the last one. My phone is a mess. I just don't have. Well, you you got fix, nothing? I, I, I'm going to fix that this weekend. You Brian, got nothing? Get your, Brian, go, get your horn. I'll get, yeah. get you. Just go into sound. Actually, just get your horn. I can just honk away. Now, what if I just cough through this? No, no coughing. Unbelievable. <laughs> How long have we been? This is a like digital the, cold. This is like the 19th time we've played Jeopardy, I think. And Brian still bad. can't find a buzzer. Sounds like a bad idea. Joey, maybe you should record you him a, a new just one. hoping we'll stop. I will record him a new one tomorrow. So. And then he'll lose it. Yes. All right. Are you ready? You got a I, sound? I found it. Okay. Oh, Turn the volume up. I didn't hear okay. anything. Did you hear it? No, it's really odd that you can't hear Brian. That's good vibrato there. And we can't hear anything. Okay. Have you got your uh, original sound on or off? It's on now. Here we go. Now we've got it going. There it is. You're welcome. Beautiful. What vibrato? <laughs> exactly. All right. Let's go to let's go towards this category for one. Towards for a hundred. The inspiration for this podcast. <laughs> Joey. What is trumpet? Trumpet is the answer. Say this is going to be easy. It's a trumpet podcast. This is going to be totally it's not easy. A trumpet Let's go, Brian. By the way, that was the only one I had marked that you would get for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in trouble already. He's never going to get trumpet. He's thinking cornet first. Yes. He's done. <laughs> All right, let's go towards this for two. T words for two hundred. The inspiration for this podcast in Italian. 
Uh, Joey. What is, what is tromba? Tromba. Si. 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 Uh, let's go, <laughs> t- let's go towards this for three. T words for 300. Item worn by serious candidates pursuing full-time tenure-tracked employment at large universities. Joey was first in fact Joey? on that. What is a tie? What is that's a tie? A music, yes. That's a musical term? It is. You have to Close tie enough. notes together when you beam them. Mm-hmm. When you wanted to, if you, if you put a half note and a quarter note together, you put a tie. <laughs> yeah, okay. a tie. It is a musical term. I'm good for it. It yeah. is. Let's go towards this for four. T-words for four. Something often overlooked by young players in their pursuit of excellence. Joey. What is tonguing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought this was Bill's bias. <laughs> oh, that's a good game. I should write that. Well, that's not actually the word I was looking for, oh. but it's it's funny, so I might give it credit. Brian? Would you like to... What is tact? Oh. <laughs> does he lose points for that? Yes, yes he does. I, okay, good. Yeah. I was thinking tempo or time, but okay. I'll take tonguing. So yeah. I'll give myself partial credit for that. It's great. You can have credit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Tonguing Let's finish right out answer. towards for five. <laughs> 500. The most overrated element of trumpet playing and the manifestation of pure evil in regard to music making. <laughs> what is tonguing? <laughs> tonguing. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it would be in there. There Super it is. easy. <laughs> oh, my God. That might have been the inspiration for the entire category. Fabulous. Mm. All right. Uh, I'm I'm afraid of this category, but I'm going in. Let's express yourself. For express one. yourself. Great. Okay, Austin. While this instrument made Anton Weininger famous, some say it was a blessing in the skies. Did you say blessing in the skies? Yeah, that's a cliche. People say it all the time. Like no, it's a, you know, when something happens, but it's not like it's good, but it's not like it's bad. They no, say it's a, it's a blessing, blessing in, in disguise. And blessing in disguise. Well, whatever. What's the answer? It would be a, a, what is the key bugle or key trumpet? Right. See, you kind of know your expressions. Yeah, but it's blessing in disguise. <laughs> blessing in the skies when something no, like that happens. Disguise. <laughs> this is going to be great. <laughs> I'm so angry. I love it already. All right, let's express ourselves and see if you can do a little bit better with for 200. All right, for 200, express yourself. Phil Smith's rise to principle in this orchestra is truly impressive given the doggy dog world we live in. Okay, there's no dog, doggy dog world. <laughs> <laughs> um, Phil got so, himself. <laughs> so it's the dog eat dog world. There's no doggy dog. <laughs> what is... The New York Philharmonic. What is the New York Philharmonic? That's all that matters. You get the question right. Not doggy dog. <laughs> Turn this He's whole podcast make, right around. Not gonna make no it ice cream this. for anybody. <laughs> He's not going to make it. Okay. Are we going on? 300? Let's, let's, uh, let's, embar- express, let's express ourselves for, for three. All right, here we go. For all intensive purposes, most nope. people play Baroque music marked trumpet and C on this instrument. <laughs> Okay, I'm coming over there right now. The purposes do not have a specific intensity to them. Intense, meaning the intent of what's going, and purpose. Intent and purpose. But isn't it like if the purpose is more meaningful, it's intensive? No, it actually is not that at all. But what is the A piccolo trumpet is the answer. The A piccolo trumpet is the right answer. Again, that's all that matters. Oh, let's let's Beautiful. express ourselves for four. All right, express yourself for 400. <laughs> for those that believe it's okay, uh, this instrument, oh, I'm sorry. For some, for those <laughs> that believe it's okay to use this instrument when the part says cornet, they have another think coming. No one has another think <laughs> coming. <laughs> and it, it, the answer, when it says is to use, what is a trumpet when, instead of a cornet? Not okay. There's another thing coming we're not thinking again it's another but, something but shouldn't they re- this is suggesting they rethink their decision no that's not what that means it's another oh. thing. okay another. let's finish off express ourselves coming. before i beat the crap out of both of you <laughs> express yourself so for 500 oh many people make the mistake of thinking this instrument and trumpet are one in the same okay <laughs> couple things here one and the same it's not one in something one and the same you see how that's one it's also 
the same, and like, what is the flugelhorn? Like six one, half a dozen of another. Yes. Okay. No. Six and one, no. I, that's it. You're out. Six you're, and you're, one. You're complete. You're six out. Six and one and the same of half a dozen of another. <laughs> I'm t- that's it. I'm ending this podcast right now. That's going to be it. It's, it's going to be like the end of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. The whole thing just gets torn down and the cops are there. And then the credits and that's it. You're out. It's been a good run. Oh, my God. All right. Hey, you go. swept the category. Good for you. Shocking. Uh, on all levels. Yeah, on all levels. All right, let's get over to some haiku, two coup, two for one. Which I would say ultimately, and Brian would agree with me, that that category was a blessing in disguise. <laughs> Brian, wouldn't you? I would definitely agree with you. Well, you guys are going to need a disguise so I don't beat the crap out of you at NTC when I see you. Okay, haiku, two coup, two for 100. Total piece of junk has no place in trumpet land. Mistake in metal. What Joey. is the box 7C? There it is. <laughs> okay, I need to tell you this quick story as we go. So we've hired a new advisor in the School of Music this year who's a, a former music theory uh, you know, associate instructor. And so she heard someone mention this, and she said, all right, so I've been listening to your podcast. And I said, really? Oh, wow. <laughs> she said, yeah. <"Uh-oh." laughs> and I said, uh, she goes, I just have one question. What's a seven C? <laughs> she's not a trumpet player. <laughs> and, and, Fantastic. And, and, and why do you hate them so much? So she's, I brought her over. She's right. She's How she understands. Right. Haiku Tuku two for two. All right. Haiku Tuku two for 200. Too small for the kids, the bane of our existence. Please just stop it now. Joey? What is the Shoki 13A4A? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer, but not what I was looking for. Brian? It's a, what is a box 7C? That is the right answer. <laughs> yes. Okay, for three. <laughs> okay. Was it a 14A, 4A? Four, it's a 14A, 4A, yeah. He said oh, 13. I, I, no, I think 13's worse. <laughs> no, the 13A, 4A. It is. He, he it knew is. what he was saying. Yeah. I knew what I was saying. I meant 13A, 4A. Some people think they're one in the same. Stop. One <laughs> and the same. <laughs> okay. Haiku Tuku Two for 300. Haiku Tuku Two for 300. It comes with the horn. A change is so difficult, so let's squeeze that sound. What is the box 7C? That is correct. It's the box 7C. <laughs> let's keep Noticing going to Haiku Tuku Two for 400. For 400. The letters won't help. A silk purse from a sow's ear. A disgusting change. <laughs> what is the box 7C? <laughs> There was a there was another hint in there. Oh, I missed the letters. It. The letters won't help. E W. A disgusting change. There it is. Seven E W. Nice. Seven E W. Yeah. All right. I thought you were arguing the small letters versus large letters. Oh, no. And you were like, no, no man, you got to no. get like the ones with the old. I'm like, stop it. Yeah. Right. No. So, for five hundred. Okay. Haiku yeah. Tukatu for five hundred. Give the kids a chance. Put an end to the madness. Let's melt them all down. <laughs> what is the box 7C? Box 7C, great. I wasn't sure anyone would get that one. Yeah, that was a well hard done. one. All right, let's move on to uh, Stand By Your Man for one. Stand By Your Man for 100. <laughs> I can't wait to see what happens here. Stan started his professional career in 1963 with this branch of the armed services. What is the Navy? Joey is right. It is the Navy. Yeah, let's go with Stan. Uh, wow. Stand by your man for two. You know these by heart. That's some, this is going to be. Well, I don't know. We'll see. No, There's no, there could no be stand, some yeah. obscure stuff by Stan. I don't yeah. know. For two hundred, when Stan joined the band in 1973, he stood out because of his Afro hairstyle and one other thing of visual interest. One other thing of visual interest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I was going to go with the big like the hair. Was, yeah, the big fro. Was really. Spot. I don't, I don't know what that would be. Brian, anything? What is his chest hair? No. <laughs> I like that guess. Oh, that's a great guess. Uh, he played a black trumpet in those days. Not in those days. Not until he left. That's what it says here. No, I have a picture of his solo album because I have it here in my office. It's a black lacquer trumpet he had after he left the band, not when he was on it. <laughs> this is oh. better. Well, he didn't have a black have lacquer the trumpet until later. on my wall. I had the internet, I, I, the internet has failed us again. It has. I guarantee that that's not true. <laughs> so I'm going to throw a flag and we'll we'll uh, review that one and give Brian the points. No, chest not at all. Hair. Although chest hair is good. Let's keep going with Stan for three. 
Stan for 300. How many years did Stan play with Maynard Ferguson's band? Wow. What is nine years? What is on the money? Yeah. Wow. 73 to 82. There we go. Yeah. That's a I long that time. That's a it? long time. In that kind of doggy dog world, that's a long time. Don't to make on that band. No, that's it. Let's go with Stan for four. Stan for 400. Starting in 1993, Stan served as lead trumpet player with this famous American big band. Joey. What is the Glenn Miller Orchestra? Glenn Miller Orchestra. That is Stan right. went out for a bit with the Miller band. That's true. Mm -hmm. uh, Stan for five. Stan for 500. Name at least one record on which Stanley played lead with Maynard's band. <laughs> uh, what is Chameleon? That works. Sure. That's so uh, Conquistador. Also, uh, Primal Scream. Primal Scream. New Vintage. New Vintage. Yep. Carnival. Carnival is the one I was. I had the album cover I was looking yeah, for. Yeah. Right. Hot. Yeah. Hot. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> that's a great album cover with the parts and the flames. I know. Oh, that's awesome. Like, Do you curate his wiki page? Is no. Wiki page, Joey. <laughs> I know. I did meet him in the spring of 1984, though. And if, you want to hear, in, and if you want to hear that story, come find me in, in private and I will tell you. <laughs> so. I have a stand story from 1984 that can be told in private as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love the new vintage cover myself. I'm just going to throw that back out That's there a again. great cover. In the, in the, the trumpet and the champagne. Uh, yeah, with yeah, the ice that, and that's really kind good. of frosted. Yeah. Yeah. All right, boys. One All category right. left. Let's duets. go with jazz before and after. For jazz duets one, for 100. Before and after. <laughs> Father duets. Christmas. Calls on a famous New Orleans trumpeter. Father Christmas. Oh. Who is uh, St. Nicholas Payton? That's yeah. right. After a little response issue there in the yeah, I, 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 little, I hitch, a little hitch in my giddy up there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, let's go I with mean, jazz before and after for two. That was pretty good. There we go. Jazz duets for 200. Before jazz after. trumpeter stores. <laughs> Jazz trumpeter stores his red clay in the kitchen cabinet where there is nothing else. What is Freddie Hubbard's cupboard? That's right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was clever. That was good. That's really good. I like that. That was nice. nice. Yeah. Probably right, let's, uh, tune. Before and after for three. All right. You know what's upsetting about that is James Moore was just ready to come up with that answer, and he couldn't. You beat him to it. I actually yeah, beat Dr. So Moore. I'm sorry. I, I, you did. President, 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 president Dr. Moore. President, president no interim, longer, president. No yeah. longer interim. Let's send yeah. our congratulations yeah, out there. Very congratulations. Yes, that, that school Dr. has James done Moore. good work and putting him in charge. That's good. Yes. Work. All right. Jazz duets for 300. L.A. trumpeter and Bill's dad's favorite trumpeter meets the 15th president of the United States. 15th. 15th. Uh, who is Harry James Garfield? Oh, no. Wait. <laughs> Go close. 15th. Oh, wait. Yeah, I was in the wrong order. Now I know it. No. Go ahead. Isn't <laughs> Go it Harry James Joey? Buchanan? It is Harry James wow. Buchanan. <laughs> you should yeah. go on a game show, like a yeah. real game show. This is a game show. It's my favorite game it show is a ever. Game show. <laughs> this is the best game Let's show. Let's go before and after. Before and after for four. Jazz duets for 400. Before and after. Philly trumpet legend meets Chandler Bing's mom. <laughs> Whoa. Philly. Multi-layered. Um, so you'd have to know who plays Chandler's Bing's mom. I, I'm looking at, I, I can see yeah. her. Hold on a second. I'm looking at her. <laughs> I am, yeah. No, that doesn't work. Yeah, it does. Who's the legend you're thinking of, Joey? Philly well, trumpet legend. Philly trumpet. Well, there are a bunch of those. But wasn't sure. Chandler Bing's mom, wasn't that Kathleen Turner? No. Oh, then I have the wrong actress in my head. Yeah. Maybe that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Played Chandler Bing's mom. Nothing. Brian, uh, nothing. I don't know who Brian, I can't believe you're out on a pop culture question. Uh, hold on. <laughs> I don't watch that stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen I'm out. some of those shows. I'm out. Okay, you're really going to be bummed. Lee Morgan Fairchild. Oh. <laughs> Shameful joke. Come on. That's Morgan really Fairchild. Wrong, man. I, all I saw all I saw was Kathleen Turner for some reason. Yeah. That was okay. weird. All right, one more. Jazz duets. Wait a minute. Did Kathleen Turner play his father? <laughs> Seriously. No. No, I don't know. I don't think so. Hold on. There's no credit for that. I'm just looking. You're not up. getting credit for that. Hold on. He's got to check it out. I'm like trying to think why I'm seeing this. 
when we were growing up, you just couldn't know stuff. Yes. Chandler, yeah, Chandler Bing uh, portrayed and by Kathleen Turner. <laughs> there, that's why, that's why I was seeing Kathleen Turner in my head. Okay, that's I feel better cool. now. Go there ahead. There you go. All right, so that explains uh, let's, that. let's finish it off. Just uh, US before and after. For 500, here it is. Yeah. It's the last square. All right. College president has to choose between the red pill or the blue pill. <laughs> um, I, I, not sure where to go with this. Um, well, you know the red, red, yeah, pill, I, I, blue pill is it, a. It's the Matrix. It's a Matrix. That's the Matrix reference. Exactly right. How many college presidents do we know that I would right, reference but, under jazz duets? But right, I but I don't understand how we get there. Yeah, I don't understand how we get there either. Like how how do we get from the uh, from James Moore to Neo, so or to the Matrix? How or do we get there? Doctor James Morpheus. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> okay, we folded on that. That's a good yes, one. You That's did. my fold. We folded on that. <clears throat> I thought you'd get that for sure. All right, boys. Not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad, Joey. That was really well done, Joey. Oh, Brian, you're back. I'm still playing. <laughs> My buzzer broke. How was your break? <laughs> your buzzer is awesome. You're welcome for your buzzer. Wow. All right, boys. Time for a couple things. We have all studied with someone, and honestly, we, we talk a lot about the folks that we've studied with, and we also talk a lot about our own students. But if you think about the amount of time we spend working on our own after that one-hour conversation of guidance or the one-hour lesson, we are left to our own devices for the rest of the week. So we have to be able to trust ourselves in the practice room and also be able to use the knowledge we gain and have to be able to advance ourselves when we're working alone. Let's help our listeners in the practice room. This is a discussion I have every year with my students that exactly what you're talking about, right? We get one hour a week. That's the one-on-one -on -one time. That's it. And I have said uh, these couple of things. Uh, I th sometimes think my job is to essentially point you in the right direction and then give you a little shove in the back. And then the next week when you walk in, sometimes you might be straight down that line and we're like, great, let's just keep going. Other times you've wandered way off into the woods and I have to bring you back, <laughs> right. point you back in the same direction, say, go that way. Other times I feel like uh, as a teacher that um, my students show up at the door saying, I've just robbed a bank. Help me get away with it. And I'm trying to tell them to stop robbing the bank. <laughs> right. As the sirens go by. In the background. Exactly. Awesome. They're coming to get my students right, right now. now. about robbing <laughs> banks. Because essentially, right, we can only do so much. We can help. But the real work is always done alone in a practice room. Yeah, so and the, yeah, the ratio of time, right, when you think about it, like that's a lot of time. And so you have to find ways to, to prepare for that and have the information, use the information you get once a week to kind of get you through. I mean, the real reason I wanted to talk about this particular topic was to avoid the frustration of this, right? Mm-hmm. Like for students to get out there and realize like, oh, how many times did they come in? I don't think I got any better this week or this didn't get better and this didn't get better. And then in a few minutes, review, things start to pick up again. Yeah. And I think there are some ways around that. Well, I think first off, before we get to the specifics, is the mindset. The mindset, if you think back when you're a little kid and if there are relatives you did not see for six months or a year or longer, every time you would see that relative, Oh my gosh, you've grown so much, blah, 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 right? This is the thing that happens. Mm -hmm. Now, you see yourself every day. You don't think this is true, right? <laughs> right? This is the same thing with practice. Yep. Uh, like if you're, mm -hmm. if you're really in the practice room every day and like really working, you might not notice day to day, week to week, month to month, or even year to year. You might be thinking, man, all I'm still just practicing. I just had this conversation with a student this week. Mm -hmm. It was like, I mean, is this even working? Am I getting, I'm like, all right, let's think back to September. Because, you know, it's <laughs> March now. It's almost April. Mm -hmm. All right. Do you think you're better, worse, or the same than at the beginning of this school year? Right. Right. Oh, well, I, I know, but it's like every day. I'm like, right. Mm -hmm. But over the long haul, I think you can appreciate that this is better, this is better, this is, this is all quantifiably better. Right. 
But when you're in it, it's really hard. So uh, this is a side, you know, th this is another advantage and an additional advantage to recording your lessons. Right. You can go back and listen to that the way you sounded on a specific thing a week or two weeks before that. Yeah. We're just listening in general to the way you sounded and know that you're advancing. Yeah. But I mean, if you're really working hard, other people are going to notice and you don't have to worry about that because the part of the frustration of practice, part of that's built in. And I'm okay with that. Like that. You're always, always looking at, all right, here's what I need to work on. Here's what I need to work on. But then mm -hmm. you also want to recognize, okay, I'm better at that or I'm moving the metronome or this is something else. Now I have to move on that, that you are going to start recognizing that you're working on different things. If you're mm -hmm. always looking out for your weaknesses and, and new music and those sorts of things, you're going to notice, Oh, now I can play that. And now I can play that. Now I can play that. So first off, get that mindset of day to day, every day, you don't literally mm -hmm. get better, right. but every year you should. Yes. Right. So if you can really start thinking big, don't worry about day to day, because like, you know, I might work really hard today and come in tomorrow and and sound not nearly as good as I think I would yeah. like to. And then well, the next day sound really great. Yeah, we've talked about that before, about this idea of measuring success over a longer period of time. Essentially, mm -hmm. cut yourself some slack. Right. And know that it's going to be OK and it's going to be incremental. As you long know? as you're doing the work. Mm hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, that, I think people don't sometimes realize that they are working really hard. And they, other people don't realize that they're not. And this is this is what we need to clarify. Yeah, yeah, what is doing that work? Exactly right. Like if you're just going to the practice room and you're marking time, okay. Well, listen, I've got to be in here for the next hour, and then you're in there for an hour, and you know you checked your phone a whole bunch of times, and you played through some stuff you're pretty comfortable with, and you rolled over some stuff you kind of know a little bit. That's not the work. You did your three exercises mm. out of stamp and your four studies out of Clark. All four Clark studies, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's why you have to have a plan, no matter what it is, right? Yep. So, like, with my students, I'll do this. Okay, let's look at the week. When are your classes? When are you going to eat lunch? When is your free time? However this is going to work, where are we, where are we going to actually practice? And then what are the nature of those specific, you know, sections, yep. those specific times? So, on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you have the same time as that. Is that more routine practice time or is that rep or is that, you know, what specifically, what is the plan for that session? And then, and then at the micro level, like literally every day go in and say, I'm going to spend so many minutes on these things to yeah. guarantee that you stay on track. And you got to, and again, we've talked about this before. You, you might not be able to hit everything every day, but you can hit everything every week. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you got to make sure that you're not ignoring some things, you know, mm -hmm. which we're going to get to, but, yeah. uh, but the idea of, okay, I need to work on when am I doing that? I'm working on this solo. I'm working on double tonguing. I'm working on this excerpt. I'm working on, mm -hmm. you know, flexibility. You know, when am I addressing these things? How am I addressing these things? And let's go. Yeah. And yeah. how are you doing? You can, you know, we, we value what we track. So if you're tracking your speed, you know, Joey keeps all the, the tempos for his Clark studies in his head, right? He just knows each day, but I keep them on a, in notes. You know, and then mm -hmm. I know what my fastest speed was before. So when I dial back down and build it back up, I know I, where I'm aiming for. I just, I, I, I tell most of my students, listen, you should have Clark 1 and Clark 2 going. I have two freshmen this year, right? So one mm -hmm. of them came in today. And since it was spring break, I, I didn't assign anything over spring break. I'm like, listen, mm -hmm. we're going to come back. We're going to start fresh. So, all right, let's play a couple scales. It's going, all right, so let's play Clark 1. What's the tempo? And I have not pulled Clark 1 out this semester. Mm -hmm. Without blinking, she said, uh, 240. Nice. There it is. And I'm yeah. like, all right. And I put on 240. I said, I'll play a sharp. You play G. Let's play all the way up. And blam, right down the middle. I'm like, there you go. Yep. Right? On it. But no blinking, no about. Is it around? Because if you go, it's probably about. That means it's, you're not yeah, using Yeah, they can snap your fingers. Mm -hmm. nope, that's, <laughs> no, I want a number, number because you play with a metronome. I need a number. Yeah. 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 I heard this, hor this terrible horror story from years ago. Teacher would... You had a hunch the student wasn't practicing, so it signed stuff out of the book and actually taped the book shut at the end of the lesson without getting caught, you know? Oh, sure. Because <laughs> back next week, it's still taped shut. <laughs> practice these? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I practice them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm, that's pretty good. We can't but tape a, the iPad shut, though. That's the problem. Yeah, that's a great answer. You know, I, I still do this thing from time to time where I go, which um, is not hard for me to do. I just sort of play dumb a little bit like, so what are we, what are we doing? What are we you know just that simple question and you usually get well you give me this and this and this but this and this but i'd like to play that okay that's really good 
Yeah. But if you know, if you get the um, well, <laughs> then you know. Yeah. I don't know. I have to look up in our form. Uh, hold on. I think we wrote drive. it down over here. What yeah, I say? emailed it to you right after your lesson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I do, by the way. So everyone's got this running PDF. It actually works in beautifully in pages. In I can pages. show you guys how I do it. <laughs> oh, um, God. Pages doesn't compute to convert to PDF. Come on. <laughs> pages, and then, come on. And then I just export their, their, their document every week to them as a PDF. So they have everything we talked about in the lesson. You, you know what you can do? What's that? You, you don't have to do that at all. No. If you have, if you have a, a, a Gmail account, for example, I do. you can just create a document or a folder with the student's ah, name on it. Miserable. Sh share it with the student. You write miserable. on it, and whatever you write on it, they can see. They can see yeah. that. You don't even yeah. have to export it. It's right there. I And every week, you could just add on to it. No, the fonts and pages are way better. <laughs> <laughs> you really like that Verdana 13? <laughs> oh, my no. God. Wow. <laughs> I'm an Avenir Next kind of guy. Of course you are. You're definitely next. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, just in the Google Drive. That's all we do. But just to say that, you know, be that specific about it. Like Brian is talking about tracking this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Be be specific for every session and know. And and if you're recording the lesson and if those things are written down for you, then you're carrying that knowledge with you into the practice room. You're not having to recreate it or try to remember what it was you were supposed to do. It's all right there. Yeah, you don't have you shouldn't be relying upon your memory because your memory is going to tell you to just do the things you want to do. Yes. You got to be yes. making you got to have those lists in front of you to do the things you need to do. And which if you're is making that decision, everything. you might Yeah, if you're making a decision about what to do each time too, you're likely to make a decision about what's easy. Right. And if you write down I'm going to do these scales and this Tuesday afternoon, I'm going to do this etude and this Wednesday afternoon, you'll do those. Yeah, decided in advance. Week. Yeah, just well, in and this idea of te this is a huge part of it, right? Like we sh we know we've all learned this. You have to teach how to practice. Yes, we, you can't make the assumption that the students know how to practice, or that even even the giving them the lists like we do is gonna. You have to teach them how to practice. Yeah. Oh, just go practice. Um, that's not yeah, good. That's, that's not, not gonna good. be enough. Just <laughs> get in front of a mirror time. and work it out. Yeah. Um. Figure it out. Yeah. Run some dirt on it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um. Keith Keith would say this thing. I love when my students call me to stay in touch, but I never want my students to need to call me. Right. Right. Like, yeah. didn't want them dependent on him to know how to get better or to have any issues that they couldn't fix on their own with the knowledge they had. Right. And, you know, so using what you know to help you every week or every session or whatever it is, figure out the things you don't know and the things you want to get better at is the way to go. That's that's kind of our our premise for this. Um, I love the idea of being very specific for a session. What if you get in there? I'm going to derail this for just a second. Yeah, Speaking sure, of students sure. keeping in touch, yeah. Do you guys remember? Do you guys remember Jess Henry? You remember Jess? Yes. Yeah, yeah she went to Slippery Rock. She's a Pennsylvania. Yes. So Jess, uh, she's married now, and she has a kid. She she just had her second kid. Oh, uh, fantastic! A little girl named Eleanor Josephine. So I am telling everyone that she's named after me. Named now, after you. It's obvious. <laughs> Clearly, uh, it's clear. Right. But they're uh, coming back. Her uh, her husband's a, a I think he's a Navy pilot, so I think they're coming back to the states here soon. But uh, you know, speaking of keeping in touch, she didn't call because she needed something. I t I tell my students, your job is to keep in touch. Tell me what's going on at least once a year. Right. You know, so That's like, give cool. me the update. You know, hey, if you do need something, hey, I'm here for you. But of course, you know what you're doing at this point. Go. But there was but, an example of hearing from somebody yeah. just last week, and Jess is like, hey, I know you told me to keep in touch, so here's what's new. Here's Eleanor Josephine. And I said, oh, I will be telling uh, everyone that she's named after me. And she goes, of course you will. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So sorry so to derail good. this, but you Not said students keeping in touch. So. Not at all. Yeah, we want that, but for those reasons, right? right? We don't want them to go out and have to rely on you every single time there's an issue or something happens. Right. You know, we don't want them to have any issues. We want them to know how to practice, how to maintain, and how to sustain. But so what I was saying was, you want a specific plan going in, but what if that just isn't working? Like, what if you, you have high hopes of getting this particular thing done on a certain day, but, you know, come on, it's not the day to do that. Like, you're just beating your head against the wall. Have a backup plan. Yeah, make a new plan. Make a new plan. And yeah. be, it's okay to pivot. And it's oh, okay to be honest with yourself. This is not working yes. today. This is going to make me not want to play at all or want to mm -hmm. throw my horn across the room. Yeah, there's mm -hmm. a difference between like, man, this is really this is really hard and I need to work through it to this isn't working and I'm not getting anywhere. Right. 
And if you get to that point, put the horn in the case and get out of the room. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Come, come back later, start something else. And if you're really at that point of frustration, when you come back, take a real break. When you come back, start with something you know, something comfortable, something you know you can sound good on and get yourself back into it. And this is the beauty of having that visual schedule where you've got all your practice blocks marked out and you know what you're going to try to accomplish that week. Move them around. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. You know, it's absolutely okay to shuffle those things around if you need to. I mean, I saw, because Brian likes to post when he gets up. He puts them up on Instagram. It was like, yeah, what? Why so, don't, what okay. is this? But here's no the thing. Idea. There was a there was one day last week where it was like 8.30. Yeah. Slacker. Oh. <laughs> wow. I slept in. Spring break. There was a day I did sleep in. Yeah. Felt Plus, great. it was after the time change, too. And what's the, what <laughs> oh, is man, the purpose of the that. screenshot of the t- wake-up time? No idea. I think he's vibing you personally. Yeah, well. How's that working? <laughs> I don't care. He doesn't care. I actually kind of forgot that he did it until you just brought it up. Oh, no, I love him. <laughs> yeah, when I see him in the morning, I like him every day. Yeah, I totally dig it. Yeah, but, you know. I have no idea. But, but for people like, um, you know, uh, Brian and I are both early risers and like to practice early. But, hey, you know, if there's a day where you don't get up till 830, guess what? Well, you make a different plan for that day. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Just shift yeah. everything back. Yeah, just move. Yeah. That's going to be fine. okay. Like, or if stuff's not know, working. 9 p.m. That's a great time. <sighs> yeah, I do not like practicing at night. But when when I have to, that's what happens. Yeah. yeah. The nature of things right now has me doing that. It's yeah. late. Yeah. It's late. That's harder. When when my oldest daughter was born, uh, you know, my wife was working full time, which meant that I was home during the days, which means I was not practicing at seven in the morning right. because I was up. Right. And Jamie and I were up hanging out. So right. it was, you know, waited until she came home and then I could practice at night. Turned it all around for a couple of years. Yeah. 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 Because that's just that's the way you got to make a new plan. Yeah. But I think it's okay to say that, like, you know, to, to have a backup in mind, because there's so many things that you have to do during the week, like your scales or, or you, you know, melodies that you love to play. You're going to mm-hmm. do some of that stuff anyway. You're going to hopefully work on some improvisation or certain etudes that you're going back to. Have something in mind so you don't waste the time, and it ultimately can be productive for you. Should be productive for you, yeah. It yeah, because be. I, I say this to, to my students. I say it all of the time. When you go into a practice room, before you walk in, you should have a plan of this is what I want to accomplish right now. Mm -hmm. Every single practice session should have an idea of this is what I am doing and exactly what you're talking about. It can be technical. It can be musical. It can be really narrow. It can be completely broad, you know, but it needs to be something. Yep. Right. And if you're doing that and every one of them is different, you know, every, every, every time you walk into a room during the day, you're working out different stuff over the long haul. You can't help but get better. Right. If you're doing that right, there's it's hard not to get better if you're really doing this. Yeah. So the people around you, if you're around in music school, the people around you that are telling you, yeah, man. So uh, Sunday was in the practice room for like six hours straight. And you're thinking to yourself, wow, I didn't I, I didn't practice six hours. Maybe that person just well, I've never heard that person really sound that good. What's huh? what's going on there? The people yeah. that need to tell you how much they're practicing and they always sound like outrageous stories, usually have a couple things going on there. One, uh, they're not true. Uh, and two, <laughs> they're trying hard to sh- to tell you how good they are instead of letting their playing just do that for yeah. them. Just show you. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You, you, don't need to, you don't need to tell people you're good if you're actually good. Yeah. You know, I, you know. Uh, I, here's what I missed last week. Oh, I'm so frustrated. Hokan Hardenberger was in Indianapolis playing with the Indianapolis oh. Symphony, doing, I guess, a recreated Tomasi. Like, they found an original score, which has, like, 60 Whoa. extra bars in the third movement. So, uh, like, a reconstructed version. Oh, great. More notes. Right. More stuff. So, a couple of my students were there, and I said, I'm, I'm not going to ask you the question, did he sound good? I'm going to say, how good how, how good did he sound? How and great was them, it? One of them put it this way. Well, you know, I mean, I know the Tomasi, but after hearing him play it, I thought, wow, I mean, that sounded easy. I could play that, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oopsie. (laughs) You know, but not to be able to hear that live, uh, you know, it's very, very cool. But to have that kind of dedication, I will guarantee that Mr. Hardenberger didn't just wake up one day and go, oh, I guess I'll um, play Tomasi and... I guess just I'll just be good kind of at this. I imagine there was some practice involved. Yes. To get to sound that good. Yeah. 
And that's, I'm glad you said it that way. I mean, and, and this is ultimately it, right? To sound that good. Why do we do all these things anyway? To sound great playing them, right? right? So if we're talking about things that we do well to get us to things that we're still trying to figure out, you have to trust yourself in this. Go back to things that you sound good on, even if it's just a few bars, even if it's a half of an etude, whatever it is, and let that be your guide. If you're not sounding that way on the new thing, you're doing it wrong. You call it your, your the baseline, don't you, Bill? This is yeah, your like baseline. A, this is how you play. Now you're going to take that to the next thing that you need to learn. Right. Learn. I just, uh, I think I talked about this before. I worked with a young woman at, uh, I can't remember her name, I'm such a bad person, at Delaware. And she was very, very nervous. And in the middle of her etude, there were four measures that just sounded gorgeous. Yes. So I said, okay, those four bars show me how well you can play. I just need everything to sound like that. There's nothing there to fix. You've already got that there. Right, yep. right. So you got to find those things. You got to say, okay, how well do I play? And then say to yourself, I will not settle for sounding less than as as good as I can play. That's mm -hmm. that's the that's as bad as I want to sound, so that you can keep moving up. Had a great uh, lesson today with the student. Uh, she's from out east of here. Um, she's not much out east of here, and then you end up in another state. She's from New Jersey is where she's from. We'll just call her. <laughs> just, I don't know. Let's call her Jasmine. Anyway, Jasmine. she's local, local cat, local yeah. cat, yeah. hip Jersey, Jersey cat, cat. hip exactly. Jersey cat, she hip is. Jersey cat, Jasmine. Just, uh, working on Tomasi triptych. Nice, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And so she given the name. I'm like, how's it going? She goes, well, honestly, I feel like I'm beating my head against the wall a little bit. No, <laughs> no. Okay, great. So she's, but she's getting through and she's managing things. But I did the same, this thing, the timbral qualifier, we call it, right? Yep. The thing that says this qualifies the way everything is supposed to sound found a little spot in the middle and today I call it for her I call it deconstructive practice mm -hmm. so we deconstructed a segment just to really slow pulled it apart found a couple bars and really made it flow and sound easy and beautiful and then attached it to the next difficult thing which I had her start then and play through and without even thinking about it it fell out the bell <laughs> of course. Easy. Yep, right. she looked at me and went oh <laughs> like oh okay now let's go find another place to do that and attach it and essentially took the pressure off of the mat and you know because she's worried about the tempo of this thing especially that first movement now right right and just took all that away and allowed her to go in and remind herself that the the purpose of the whole thing was to sound great anyway and which she can do without some of those stresses on her sure and then we added the stresses back in a little bit at a time but all that to say, now I know in her practice, she knows how to strategically go in, right. deconstruct to a point where she's being successful with it. Right. And I mean, we, we've said this a thousand times, if we've said it once, you know, you can't give up your sound for anything. So if you're in a practice room and think, <laughs> yeah. uh, well, okay, I did this, and I finally got through. I mean, you know, my sound's all crunchy. It doesn't sound right. I got all the right notes. Nope. Nope. No nope. sound matter. Doesn't yeah. Matter how we right sound. out. You know, you got to think. Where's, where's my best sound? And then yeah. I get to use that. Not according to the internet. But here. <laughs> in the real world. In the real world, we say your sound matters. <laughs> right, because we're, I mean, we're going to be out at NTC this weekend, and Brian and I are going to be judging. And the first thing we're going to, the first thing you're we hear, how does that group sound? Because we're yep. judging ensembles. Right. And if that group sounds, mm -hmm. your musical intent, it's, it doesn't matter because it right doesn't out. sound good. I love right. this. You guys are going to be judging, and I'm going to be judging you. You'll be judging the judges. <laughs> yes. I see As how usual. this works. <laughs> wow. That's deep. No, but you're right. Like, the first impression of that, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, what it, that's that's the calling card, no matter what it is. Right. So Beautiful same sound? thing in okay. a practice room. You can't, you got to be on it, and you can't give that up. And it's so easy to let up to either, well, if I do this, I can kind of get through, or I can do this, I can kind of get through. That's the mistake, because then you come in, and your teacher's like, sure. But you know you just don't sound good, and you're like, oh, right, yeah. Right. you got to be on that, you know, and, and it's yeah. very easy. It's easier now than ever. And usually old people tell you how much better things were in the old days, you know. <laughs> but from a practice perspective, there has never been an easier time to practice trumpet than right now. Yeah. The tools at your disposal, you know, mm -hmm. whether it be, you know, metronomes or, uh, you know, just having a phone where you can video and audio record yourself and listen right back thinking, all right, how does that sound and how do I look? You can get all of that feedback instantaneously. You just have to be honest with yourself and, and mm -hmm. what's actually coming back and then really addressing what you hear and see. You do this yourself. It's impossible not to get better. Yeah, honest, good and bad. 
exactly. People sometimes are dishonest about with how bad they sound. They just think they sound terrible. And that's a terrible emotional place to be in the practice room. You know, so you have to be mm -hmm. honest and give yourself credit for, you know, playing well and working hard. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and it's look, if you're doing it the right way, it's not going to sound great all the time. Right. It's Otherwise, you're not really practicing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you've you've got to you got to dig in and get that. I just had this discussion with a student today, yesterday. I don't know. The week's blurring together at this point. <laughs> the idea of uh, they're saying like, well, you know, you got to go play with Cleveland last week. And that's kind of cool. I said it is. It's really cool. That what we were talking about that, like, you know, because then like what if things work out and I do this and I do this and I do this and I end up in like a really good orchestra. And I said, oh, that's that would be awesome. And that's totally possible and could totally happen. You're still you. Mm -hmm. They're mm -hmm. like, what? And I said, I remember being, you know, an undergrad and thinking the sort of same thing. But what happens, like, and this is what I told, I said, 20 years ago today, I was the assistant band director at St. Joseph's College. And then 19 years ago today, I was the trumpet teacher at Indiana University. Did I get a lot better that year? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I guess not. I said, no, I'm still the exact same person. Yeah. I said a different job. So should you win a you know big job like that, you're still you and you're still gonna have to be practicing and you're still gonna be frustrated at times of I can do this but not this and I'm still working on this and still working on this. It's not like you get to a place and go, Well, I guess I'm done now. I'm good. <laughs> I've arrived. I'm good. I'm yep. finally great at trumpet. I'm all finished. <laughs> That's just not how it works. It's a recipe for disaster, isn't right. it? Right. So the, you mm. gotta find that mindset. And Brian's right, right? If you if you just think you always sound bad and you genuinely are down on yourself and can never see the upside of your playing, this is unhealthy. Yeah. Right. So you gotta be recognizing I do this well and I and I need to work on this and okay, that performance, this was good and this I want to do better next time. Yeah. That's forever. You gotta live in that mindset. You gotta live there. And ultimately, that's what we're saying when we say you've got to trust yourself in this, right? right. You've got to trust that you that you know and that you are good enough and that you are accomplishing things, and just remind yourself of the things where places where you are succeeding, and let that influence the places where you're struggling. Exactly, and it's perpetual. It is that never stops, never <laughs> ends. And why do we still practice? Because we, we still got to get better. We think we're making progress. Exactly. I think I'm finally getting somewhere. <laughs> finally getting somewhere. <laughs> Maybe. All right, boys. Time for no offense. Look, you're going to spend most of your time working on the trumpet alone. You must embrace the idea that you often have to be your own teacher. Trust yourself in the practice room and take responsibility for your own growth. If you're settling for less than stellar results, you're doing it wrong. And why do you think Brian plays trumpet? It's because he gets to spend all this time alone. Yes. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Band time is just, space. that's just in between practice sessions for him <laughs> before he gets to be alone. But that's exactly place. right. You've got to be, you've got to be honest with yourself and you've got to be, uh, you know, hard on yourself so that mm -hmm. you know you can just keep getting better and keep growing. Mm -hmm. That's all there is to yeah. it. It's just that simple. It and may not be easy, but it is simple. I think part of what we do here is just kind of, I know we kind of poke fun at this, but come on, it's miserable to practice sometimes. Sometimes. Like this is, you know, like this is hard work, but we're all doing this same thing and we can all kind of relate to one another. Yeah, man, some days it's heavy lifting. Yeah, you, you got to do it. But you got to yeah, do some it. Some days it's a struggle, that's for sure. Definitely. Yeah, Brian, we've been around you when it has been. How about it, Joey? <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Holy smokes. Yeah, this is a conversation I had with one of my students this week who said, because she didn't know, she doesn't know about this. She's maybe listened to a few episodes of the podcast or whatever, but she said, I'm like, well, what does it feel like when you when you try to do that? You know, it's kind of topping out a little bit. And she goes, I feel like I'm on my teeth. <laughs> there <laughs> it is. Exactly. I was like, yeah. Wow. Well, this is the whole thing. Brian, Brian's people. <laughs> yeah. I, I am on my teeth. I think the first time Brian said that to me, we were in rehearsal for 10 minutes. Yep. The first time Done. he said it to me personally, we were on stage as he said, play that. <laughs> <laughs> Bad night. Bad night. I'm like, I'm you're like, fine. He goes, I'm not fine. No, play it. Fine. Play that at B. <laughs> I'm me. on my teeth. Unbelievable. Oh. All right, boys. Well, that should about do it for today. Hey, stay tuned. Tell your friends and neighbors. And please. Trust yourself. So long for now. Remember to keep an open mind, but more importantly, an open bell.